7.05 on the dot on your Wednesday evening. Yeah, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Love to get your phone calls in, your questions, queries, rebuttals, anything else under the employment umbrella. You've got a severance package in front of you. you just got questions generally about employment, being laid off, or how much you're supposed to be owed. All those things. They can answer your questions here tonight. Lior's here for an entire hour, so bring it on. Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com is the email. Get some of those Tonight as well, to uh, get our discussion underway, we'll, we'll uh, get to the week that was. That's right, and, and I wish I could say that I'm the basketball player and I'm going to be playing the basketball game uh, right. for the Raptors today, but I'm not. I'm the employment lawyer, so we're here to talk about employment law, workplace law, everything to do, any questions that you have. Maybe you're uh, mistreated, maybe you lost your job or are worried about your workplace situation. Hey, give us a call. We're here at 8, eight o'clock, right up until the time the Raptor game starts. So let's, uh, let's talk about employment law. And uh, to start us off, John knows I'm a, I'm a big fan. I uh, go Raptors. Yeah. Uh, to start, off, uh, start us off, I'm going to talk about a couple of situations that I dealt with in the last few days. The first uh, situation, John, involved a gentleman uh, who uh, had an interesting situation. He uh, had started working for a company and worked there for two months. After two months, unfortunately, he had to deal with a personal medical situation. And as a result of that, he had to take two weeks off work. He uh, contacted his employer, let him know, even provided a doctor's note saying, I'm going to be gone for two weeks. When he came back, uh, after two weeks, he called the employer and said, can I come back to work uh, tomorrow? Uh, I'm fine. I've been cleared to return. The employer said, no, you, you've been, you only had worked here for two, two months before you started working. Because you've worked here for, sh- for such a short period of time, we don't have to allow you time off. So as far as we're concerned, you've abandoned your job. You didn't have a right to take two weeks off mm-hmm. given the short duration of your employment. And he called me, obviously very upset. Uh, He was uh, in a very difficult situation, and he wanted to know what his legal rights were. Well, his legal rights are such that he was, in fact, wrongfully dismissed. It doesn't matter how long you've worked for a company. If you have to take time off for medical reasons and the doctor backs you up, you get to take that time off. The company cannot decide how much is appropriate or when you qualify now, the company may not have to pay you, and they don't have to pay you necessarily during that period of time, but you haven't abandoned your job, and by not letting him come back to work, not only did they terminate his employment, and now they owe him severance, yep. even though he's only worked there for two months, beyond that, because he had a medical condition, potentially now there's a human rights issue there. If they uh, were upset that he took a medical leave of absence or they considered him to have abandoned his job simply by taking a medical leave, that's a human rights issue, John. So that's a company that, with a very simple matter, complicated it unnecessarily. And as a result now, they are going to owe this uh, person significant amounts of money, and I'm working with him right now to get him that. So very interesting situation. And the lesson, of course, is you get to take time off work if your doctor says you need it. There's no exceptions to that. For two months, uh you know, employment, how much severance could you possibly be looking well, at? Well, interesting. Actually, he was in a reasonably senior position here, uh, and he's, uh, he's older. He was in his late 50s. So I actually assessed him as being entitled to about four months' pay. Wow. So he's only worked there for two months. His situation, because it's going to not be easy to replace his job, four months' pay is what I assessed him at. So uh, that's, uh, that's exactly what he's owed. And very important question, because some people would have thought, well, you only worked it for two months. What does he get? A couple of days pay, maybe a week's pay? Ham sandwich, out you go. (laughs) Ham sandwich, but no cheese. (laughs) Right. Uh, And uh, no, four months pay is what he's owed. What else he got? The other situation, as you recall, John, hopefully our listeners recall, two weeks ago, we had a call right here on the show on Wednesday night from someone saying, hey, Lior, the Ministry of Labor has now changed their website. They now say on the website that you may have additional entitlements over and above the minimums. So I was very pleased about that. But uh, I realized that maybe my, uh, my optimism, my hope was a bit premature. 
why. I got a call from a lady this week at the office uh, who was let go, and first thing she did, she called the Ministry of Labor. Uh, she had worked for the company for four years, and the company said you're owed four weeks. The Ministry of Labor, I'm sorry, said you're owed four weeks pay. Mm-hmm. Luckily, luckily, she had heard about uh, about me through the radio show, and she called me, and I told her, no, you're owed eight months pay. The Ministry of Labor told her nothing other than the fact she gets four weeks pay. Why did the Ministry of Labor do that, John, as we've said before on the show? Because those were her minimum entitlements, only a small fraction of her full entitlements. Yep. What the Ministry of Labor did not tell her is that she may have additional entitlements, which for her was as much as eight months' pay. Now, John, this lady was making $60,000 a year. The difference between eight months' pay and four weeks' pay is about $35,000. Hello. So by if she had listened to the Ministry of Labor, if she hadn't called me, potentially she would have lost and walked away from $35,000. So unfortunately, this problem persists. The Ministry of Labor, in my uh, view and based on what I've seen, still is not telling people about their full entitlements. So a very important lesson for our listeners. If you lost your job, unfortunately, the Ministry of Labor cannot help you. They can only advise you with respect to your minimum entitlements, not your full entitlements. To find out those, you can give me a call. Or even easier, you can go to severancepaycalculator.com. We'll give you all the details on that calculator after a short break. We'd love to hear from you tonight as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Employment Hour just getting revved up on a Wednesday evening. Talk radio, AM 640. Get to our topic for the first part of the show. That would be answering the most common questions that Lior gets. But we like the live ones as well. Got uh, Tom and Markham on the phone. Hi, Tom. Good evening. Hello. Hi, pal. What's Hello. going on? Hey, Tom. You there? Hi. Hey. Yes. Hello. Go yes, ahead. I, had a, I had a strange situation, just looking for advice. Sure. It's a relative, and he was employed at a charitable organization, so his boss is a board. Yep. And he was uh, fired, and he was offered some severance, but it wasn't adequate, so he asked for more, and the offer was withdrawn. So he was given no severance, and uh, so he's just wondering what to do next. So thanks, Tom, for the question. It goes like this. The only way he can be let go without severance is if the company has what we, or his employer has what we call cause. Cause is a situation that's very rare. He would have had to do something awful, something terrible to be let go for cause without severance. It certainly doesn't sound like it because if it was like that, they wouldn't have offered him any severance to begin with. The reality is he's owed the proper amount of severance depending on his age, position, and length of employment. And if they're not giving it to him, well, you know, fortunately, it's what I do for a living. So I can certainly help him with that. And I would want to have a a, a chat with him. And based on uh, that chat, what I'd probably end up doing is sending them a letter, and we can resolve this easily. The the nice thing about these types of disputes, Tom, they're not complicated. They're they're not lengthy. uh, And in most cases, we can resolve these quickly within a couple of weeks. Now, how long did your friend work there for? For four years. And what, what was he doing, the type of job that he was doing? It's a church situation, so it was like uh, working with people, worked, uh, helping other people in, in groups. Got it. And how old is your friend? He'd be almost 50. Yeah, so he easily would be entitled to six months' compensation, potentially a bit more. Uh, so uh, do you know what they offered him off the top of your head? It was four months, yep. and they said if he told anybody about the situation, they would draw it, yep. and they, they ended up just withdrawing it. That's not a good offer. Your friend was very right not to accept it. We can easily get him his full entitlements, Tom. So here's what I think. You've done the right thing. Thank, thank you for that, for calling to the, the show today. 
Have him give me a call at the office. John will give you the number right now, and I look forward to speaking to him. Tom, that number is 416-216-5900. That's not too uh, often that happens, right? Don't you tell anybody about it. Yeah, no, that, that's ridiculous. strong armed by the church. That, that's someone that obviously wasn't getting some legal advice, in, yeah. in this case the, the church or the employer there. So uh, definitely, definitely Tom should uh, have his friend call me. We can resolve this quickly. Okay, severance pay calculator. Severance pay calculator. So how do we assess how much Tom's friend or anyone is entitled to receive if they lost a job? Well, we have to look at three factors, the person's age, their position, and the length of their employment. And one of the two, one of the ways you can find out what that analysis results in is going to severancepaycalculator.com. You input those factors in, it's going to tell you right there how many weeks or months pay you're owed. It's extremely easy to use. It's free. It's confidential, anonymous, uh, and it's really good information to have, even if you haven't lost your job and you've always wondered, hey, what if my boss came to me next week and uh, told me I'm done? Now you can use this uh, severance calculator. You'll know exactly how much you're going to get. You'll be armed with this information. Everyone should use it. Tell people that lost their job to use it. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. Well, I mean, you heard that you just did it basically live on the air with Tom, whatever the organization that let him go. I mean, you just has his age, his length of employment. And, and the and, type of job. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, that and since, you know, I, I don't do house calls, so I'm not available to you 24-7 right. when you want to know. I, I've created, I've made that information accessible, and that's what the severance calculator does. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. Uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Answering the most common questions that Lior gets. He's come through your email and on the phone lines all the time. We'll get to this one. I was let go even though I, I did nothing wrong. Can my employer even do that? You know, John, this is the most common question yep. that I get. I mean, I, if I were to say that I get half a dozen of these exact questions a day, I, I wouldn't be exaggerating and maybe ever uh, even underestimating. So that's the most common question. People, for understandable reasons feel that uh, they shouldn't lose their job if they did nothing wrong. Or maybe the company's not being honest. They've told them, uh, we're letting you go because we're cutting uh, jobs, and tomorrow you find out that they hired someone to replace you, and you've done nothing wrong, and you may feel that's wrong. And I agree with you. That is wrong from an ethical standpoint and a moral standpoint, but it isn't actually wrong from a legal standpoint. Generally, an employer can let the employee go at any time for pretty much any reason, as long as proper severance is paid. So I can't do much about the employer being a bit of a jerk or dishonest if that's the case, but I can make sure the proper severance is uh, is getting paid. So yes, your employer can let you go, even without prior warning, but they have to pay you your full proper severance. And this kind of leads into what we've been talking about. Another question you always get, Lior, how do I know if my severance is fair? Yeah, and well, to start off, if you've been offered a severance, chances are it's not right. fair. And why? It's not because uh, I'm trying to be funny. It's because I've been doing this for 15 years, and 90% of severance offers, 90%, maybe more than 90%, are not adequate. In fact, usually they're not adequate by a lot, not even by a bit. So chances are, if you're looking at a severance offer, it's not adequate and, and probably not even close to being adequate. So that's number one. But how do you know how much uh, you're, you're owed? Well, again, you can use the severance calculator, severancepaycalculator.com. You can call me at the office. You can call me at the show. Uh, you don't like me, call another employment lawyer. But you have to find out how much you're owed. And remember, it's not a week's pay for every year. It's not two weeks' pay or even a month's pay for every year. It is based on the combination of factors, including age, position, and length of employment. And again, a starting point, severancepaycalculator.com. Get back to the uh, phone calls after a short break, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. It is 724 on your Wednesday evening. Getting right down to it here in the Employment Hour, your phone calls, your questions, always Elizabeth in Toronto. Good evening. Hi, Liz. Hi. How are you? 
I'm good. How are you? Okay, go ahead. What do you have? Uh, what's your question for me? Um, well, I'll just give you a quick background. Um, I worked for a company for 20 years. I got severance. Um, the severance package was about 18 months, but it wasn't like a lump sum that I got. It was um, I get paid monthly as if I'm still working. Yes. In the contract, um, it was written that if I get another job, I get 50% of the... Outstanding, yeah. Leftover, yes. Yep. Now, my question is... Um, I, I kind of have a job offer, but um, there's a probation period like of, of, of six months. I'm kind of nervous if that doesn't work out and I, I lose my severance. Is there a ramification of getting another job without telling my ex-employee? Uh, so first of all, Elizabeth, I take it that the, the severance offer, you've signed off on it. Is that yes, right? I okay. did, yes. So the reality is, you know, because you've agreed to those terms, you have to now tell them uh, about the fact that uh, you have another job. The problem with not telling them is, well, if they never find out, I guess it is what it is. But if they do find out, they could certainly sue you for the overpayment because what would have happened is they'll continue paying you when they technically speaking could have stopped or giving you half of what's outstanding. So if, you, if they find out six months later that, wait a second, Elizabeth started working on June the 1st, so we've, so we've overpaid her by uh, $10,000 or whatever it is, then they can actually uh, sue you for that amount. So that's the risk that you're running. Usually when I negotiate severance offers on behalf of my clients, uh, I, I always try to structure a deal where there's no 50% clawback or that the clawback only applies in certain situations, not every job, because you don't want it to affect uh, to come into effect if you're going to work there for three weeks and it doesn't pan out and then you've lost the rest of your severance. But unfortunately, because you've already signed off on that document, you have to abide by it. And if you don't, there's a risk that they'll take legal action against you down the road. Okay. Okay. I did get a lawyer and we did fight for that and they, they just didn't budge on that. It was standard. They wouldn't budge on that. Okay. Well, okay. ultimately, you yeah. mean because you've signed, technically now you have to comply with it. So hopefully uh, it all works out and that job materializes for you and works well. Thanks, Elizabeth. Can she try to leverage the new employers, maybe reduce something, the amount of probation or anything? Usually a new, first of all, she doesn't want to tell the uh, the new employer about the severance she got from the old employer. It's just kind of bad form. So there's probably right. not much that she could do. Listen, she can always try to negotiate no, no probation. Uh, a new employer usually is going to insist on it. So probably not much you can do there. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Karen, good evening. Good evening. How are you? Good. What's up? Not much. I just would like to ask. I'm off. I've been off of work for um, approximately almost two years, June 27th, on um, med- medical leave, right? Yes. And But prior to that, I had worked a full year. And then when I went off on June 27th, 2014, I had asked for my company to pay me for my holidays because I had three weeks coming to me and I had already used one week. Yes. And they said, I don't, I don't get it. But I, I, my opinion is, is I worked a full year to get those uh, holidays. So I just would like to know that. Am I entitled to it? Yes. So good good question, Karen. And the answer is yes, you are entitled because you've earned those. They can't take away something that you've earned. Uh, and if the, you've done the right thing by obviously telling them, listen, you've got to pay it up. 
but they've refused. So at this point, we're dealing with issues such as this with vacation pay. There's a very good recourse for you, and that is to to make a call to the Ministry of Labor. The Ministry of Labor can get involved and force them to pay you the vacation pay that's owed to you. So unlike other things such as termination pay, severance pay that the Ministry of Labor cannot help you with when it comes to vacation pay, even overtime, the Ministry of Labor can. So I I suggest you give them a call and they should be able to help you. They're wrong. You're right. You owe that vacation pay. I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. Oh, sorry. Thank you, Karen. Yeah. Hi, who's this? I don't have your name on my screen. Uh, Chris. Hey, Chris. How are you? How can we help you? I'm, I'm well. Thank you. Okay, a family member of mine, um, she's 49, she's been working for a year and a half. Right. Um, she's got MS. Um, it's a uh, daycare center, and um, they um, are not paying her any severance because they said she signed a contract. So obviously, uh, they've been taking taxes off her yes. and such. So I don't know whether that contract uh, thing has got any kind of bearing on severance pay. So to be clear, so so they have let her go. Yes, the lack of uh, of basically uh, children. Okay, so you don't believe that it has anything to do with her MS? No. Okay, good. Uh, so there's no contract in the world that could ever uh, prevent someone from getting severance, okay? That would be completely illegal, and any contract that would say that would not be worth the paper it's written on. So the reality is, if, if certainly if they're withholding taxes off her pay, she's an employee. She, as an employee, after a year and a half, she gets severance. Uh, she, so she's been wrongfully dismissed. Any termination of employment where severance is not paid or enough severance is paid, then that's a wrongful dismissal. So your, your relative there, Chris, has been wrongfully dismissed. Have her give me a call. The good news is, despite everything I've just said, it is actually quite simple to resolve this. It could be as simple, likely will be as simple, as me sending a, a letter, a quick letter to the company, and we can resolve this. Have her give me a call. I can certainly help her. And th- there's no, there's no uh, issue here. Uh, she's no, there's no contract that would concern me at all here. Just a quick question. Of course. Would you uh, estimate like a two weeks or a month kind of severance. Okay, so let's talk about this. So she's, I think you said 49? Yes, she is. A, a year and a half, and, and she was a, a, a care, a child care provider? That's right. So she's owed right around four months compensation. Okay, four, four months. months. Not two weeks, four months. Uh, because of that, uh, you know, does, irrespective of how much she was earning, that's still going to be a lot of money. So definitely she has to give me a call, Chris. Fair enough. Uh, can you just quickly give me your number because I think I have it. Sure. Yeah, Chris, we got it. 416-216-5900. Again, 416-216-5900. We'll put you in touch directly with Lior. Take a quick uh, quick break and get to more of your phone calls. The number for that, of course, as you know, 416-870-6400. Star 640 on sale. The Employment Hour continues. Talk radio, AM 640. 7.34 on your Wednesday evening. Lots of phone calls, lots of questions. We get to them Right now, John in Mississauga, good evening. Hey, how's it going? Good, pal. What's going on? What's your question? Uh, so I work for an on-call business uh, 24-7. Now, the first three years of that, I was on-call for 24-7, um, 365. I'd have to schedule days off about a week in advance. I'm the only employee for this company. Um, I was wondering if that's a legal, and if it's not, if I'm owed anything. Now, John, when you're on call, you're not in the workplace, right? You you could be at home and be on call, right? Yeah. 
Okay. So generally speaking, John, when you're on call, you're not considered to be working. Okay. You're not considered to be working unless you're called into work. So if you're on call at home and you're not called into work, then, then that's not work time. Now, if you are get called in, then there's there's hours of work limitations that have to be complied with. But if you're on call, you know, 24-7, that's not considered time off or, sorry, t- work time. So an employer can do that. It is right. legal. I mean, I understand why that would be problematic. And God knows I, I'd hate that. You'd hate that, John. But it is actually legal. It's not considered work time to be on call if you're not actually physically called in. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Good evening, Dan. Hi. How are you? What's your question? Good. For the How are you doing? Good. Okay, uh, just a quick question. Uh, my girlfriend back in November, she was let go from her company. She's been in a management position with them for 12 years. And what happened is she took an item that was meant as a gift for purchase with, um, for, for customers who buy stuff from the store. It's a, it's a practice they've always had, and they've always been allowed to take something of, of, of that item. And now all of a sudden... They claim that the process changed, but they never informed her, and they let her go, and they said it was with cause, but she qualified for UI. Okay. So, so she believed that she was allowed to take that item, and in the past, she would have been allowed to take that item. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no problem at all. And they say that since then, we've decided you're not allowed to take these items anymore, but apparently they never told her or, or her colleagues. Yeah, because they looked, they sent her a code of conduct, and under theft, it didn't say anything about a gift of purchase that was to be given out for free anyways. Right. They said uh, accessories, such stuff like that, but they didn't mention at all about like something that was going to be given away with no dollar value anyways. Listen, if there's a practice in the past that she could take these items, and they knew that people were doing that in the past... They cannot let her go for cause for taking it this time. If it was clear that she shouldn't be taking it uh, then and she did, well, that's a different issue. Because based on what you've said, and obviously I'd like to, to talk to her and get a bit more information, but based on what you said, clearly that's a wrongful dismissal. She's owed severance, and I think you said 12 years. She'd probably easily be looking at a year's pay, potentially as much as 15 or 16 months pay, depending on her age. So th- there's a lot at stake here, uh, Dan, for, for her. So she needs to give me a call. This is a matter that's actually quite important, and, and there's a lot at stake. Have her give me a call. I want to find out more information, and I'll certainly be able to help her. Dan, that number, 416-216-5900. That'll put you in touch with Lior directly. Uh, Noreen, good evening. Hi. How are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. Um, okay, so I have a friend. I'm a teacher, too, but my friend who is a teacher has been teaching full-time for about nine years. And in the last uh, the full-time, uh, for the last three years, she's been declared redundant, which means that the board does not have a position for her. And then they try to find, you know, sections here and there that are called LTOs for um, some teachers if they can during the course of the summer. So at this point, she's down to one section uh, that she's teaching right now, and normally a full-time teacher would teach six. So she's very low on the total pole as far as what might happen for next year, because with our board, uh, we have a lot of redundancies and a lot of surplus teachers, so she's got very little hope for a place for next year. So what happens if she resigns her position and tries to find a job with another board? Is she entitled to any kind of severance package? So obviously, Noreen, uh, she, she's part of a union, right? Yes. 
So the reality is no, she's not going to be entitled to severance by operation of the collective agreement. It's very, it's a different world altogether. Part of a union, when you're part of a union in these situations, if she wasn't a unionized employee, of course she'd be entitled to severance. She would have already been entitled to severance. In this situation, the the board is not doing anything that's not allowed by the collective agreement. So because of that, she wouldn't be entitled to severance. And in any event, even if she was, it would be nominal. Uh, and the only one that can help her in that situation would be the union. So it is bad news in this context when you're part of a union. There's really not much that you can do. Whereas a non-union employee, man, we'd be having a very different discussion. They can use you. Unions can't, basically. They, they can't they, come to but you. it's not even that, they, that a union employee can't use me. Their entitlements are going to be a fraction yeah. of what a, a non-union employee's entitlements would be. So, uh, fortunately for Noreen and Noreen's colleague, uh, there's not much that you can do because she's a teacher and part of a union. If you want to give us a call, you can do so. 416-870-6400-640 on cell. And we will continue with our discussion after the break about answering the most common questions that Leora gets. That's all on the way. Yeah, taking your phone calls as they come right up until 8 o'clock tonight. We'll get to uh, Kathy. Thanks for uh, hanging through the break. Kathy, good evening. How are you? Oh, yes. Uh, Good evening, John and Lior. Uh, My question is, um, uh, a friend of ours uh, is uh, 60 years old, worked 32 years at the same company. It's a large company, uh, making $45,000 a year. And um, I'm not sure if it's run out, but she was given eight months severance. Kathy, please tell me that she didn't sign any any documents for the severance. I'm fearing that she signed. Oh, man. Oh, man. Because I, I can tell you, uh, you know, 32 years, 60 years old, the answer is probably going to be she's owed about 24 months severance. Uh, and depending on what she signed, it may be or may not be too late. So given what's at stake, Kathy, given the fact that we're talking a, a delta, a difference of maybe 16 months pay or so, she needs to give me a call. Even if she signed something, she needs to give me a call. Uh, Let me take a look at what she signed. It. Yes. All right. Thank you, Lior. And it, uh, I'm just going to make note of that number. Yeah, it's uh, 416-216-5900. 5900. You yep. got it. 5900. Yeah. You got it. All right. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Have a nice evening. Thanks, okay. Kathy. 32 years, eight months. Yeah, and, and you know, very common situation. You know, someone gets a fraction of what they're owed. So, you know, even though this is a huge difference here, 16 months pay and, you know, her salary, it's it's probably going to be the difference, you know, probably $75,000, $80,000. It's actually not not uncommon. I get calls like that every day, John. So it's, uh, I hope I hope it's not too late. Hopefully she calls me. Yeah. And, you know, for all our listeners, don't, be in that situation. If you lose your job, that's the time to give me a call. Yeah. Hopefully not after you've signed off on a severance before. Got uh, Jack in Toronto. Good evening, Jack. Hi, how are you guys? Excellent, how are you? Not bad. Lior, uh, I won my case uh, against an insurance company in small claims court. Remember when I was rear-ended? Yes, I remember. Yeah, well, we won. Uh, five days before they settled, before court. Excellent. All right, good job. Yeah, thank you. Um, and thanks for the information you gave me. I'm really calling for a friend of mine who's 58 years old. He was hired to sell insurance. Right. Um, and everything was going really well. He was, I think he was there two years. They put him through the training process. He was selling insurance, uh, some be- very, very big uh, policies. And he got Parkinson's. And they canned him. Yeah, and uh, he believes, of course, that it's because of the Parkinson's. They told him. They told him. Wow, holy cow. And you said two years he was there, Jack? Yes, sir. And, and, 
And did they uh, did they pay him any severance? Uh, he's going. He wants to. Go, he called me because I'm I'm not the expert. In my <laughs> You're the, the legal expert now. <laughs> Small claims court. Sure. I tell, so I I really want him to talk to you. Um, you, you know he needs to, Jack. I mean, you and I have spoken in the past. You know he needs to uh, to call me. Uh, not only is this a question of how much severance, you know that, but the fact that they let him go, they told him they let yeah, him they go because of his it. Parkinson. That's a, a human rights violation with the with the cherry on top. That's it can't be any clearer than that. All he wants is like thirty five thousand dollars. I said, forget it. You're entitled to way way more. Well, he needs to give me a call, Jack. Listen, there's no there's no charge, nothing. Have him give me a call. Let me talk to him, find out more, and at least give me a chance to explain to him what he's owed and and how I can help him. Uh, it's very important that he gives me a call. And please make sure he doesn't sign anything before he and I speak. 416-216-5900 is that number, Jack. See, usually it's like, you know, you, you dig and you find out the real root cause, but they're actually admitting it. I, I cannot believe someone would be dumb enough to say, hey, by the way, you know this Parkinson's that you have? That's why we're letting yeah. you go. Wow. That, that First of all, that's so illegal, but it's also not very smart to actually say that. And in this case, yeah, it's a human rights violation. To make it clear, a company cannot, under any circumstances, let someone go because of a medical condition. It's one thing to say, listen, we don't think you can do the job right now, so you're going to go on a medical leave uh, until your doctor clears you to come back to work. I can see that. But to say we're letting you go because of that? No. So he's owed severance, he's owed human rights damages, and hopefully uh, Jack uh, impresses upon him the uh, importance of giving me a call. And by human rights damages, you mean more money. More compensation, right. more money. Exactly, John. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sales. Still got about uh, 10 minutes, give or take, to give us a call. If you want to talk to us, we'll take a short break. On the other side, we'll get back into answering the most common questions that Lior gets. I'm sure you've heard one of these or have one of these in your head now. We might get to it, so stand by. More of the Employment Hour coming right up. Talk Radio, AM 640. The last dwindling few minutes, we'd love to hear from you. 416, yeah, 870-6400, star 640 on cell. Sonia in Mississauga. Good evening. Hi, good evening. How are you? Good, thanks. Okay, what's your question for Lior? Uh, how far back can they can they go for severance pay? How many years? So uh, you can, if you were let go within two years, you can go back two years. There's a two-year limitation period. So if you were let go two years and a day ago, then you're too late. If it's uh, two years exactly or less, you can uh, you can pursue it. How far uh, back uh, was your situation? Uh, more than two years. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, it's a, it's a very strict limitation period. There there are no exceptions. So again, for 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 Sonia, for a lot of our listeners, it's important to to remember that two-year limitation period. You don't want to miss it. Uh, and the time to get advice always is as soon as uh, you're let go. Didn't you have a call once? Someone called you it was from the 70s. He was like, yeah. that's brilliant. I'm kind of embarrassed to say he called from the 70s, and I'm very politely saying, this can't do anything, you're out of time. So his response is, well, does it change the analysis, the fact that I forgot about it for many years? <laughs> I said, <laughs> no, awesome. I can see myself going to court. Your Honor, I know it's been 35 years, but my client forgot. Bill forgot. Yeah. Can we cut him some slack? So, uh, no, it, it, all joking aside, John, yeah, it's yeah. two years, two-year limitation period. Uh, you can go back that far as, as long as you haven't signed off on a severance package, of course. Hutan, good morning. How are you? Or good evening, I'm anyway. Good. good evening. How are you? Too? Good, pal. What's going on? Uh, not much. I uh, just wanted to ask a question. It's about my mother-in-law who's uh, working. She's a PSW, and she's working uh, up uh, in northern Ontario. Uh, her company, apparently due to some changes in the government, has been bought out by another company, and she's been told that she has two options. Either uh, she can get laid off, or she has to actually apply for the similar job with a new company who's acquiring this company, 
And then if she gets the job, she gets the job. If she doesn't get the job, well, she's not lucky. And I'm just wondering if that's even legal. So first of all, Hutan, is your wife, uh, oh, sorry, your, your, I think it's your mother, right? Yeah, mother-in-law. Yeah. Mother-in-law. Is she part of a union? No, she's not. Okay. So the answer is, is this. There's, not only does she have those choices, she actually can choose to leave and get, get her severance. So she doesn't have to reapply for, for any job. If they decide because of this change she no longer has a job, she gets her full severance. So they can do that. They can say you can leave and get your full severance or you can apply for a job and if you get it, then, then that's fine. Uh, how long did you work there for? Uh, I don't know, 10 years or more. So, you know, she probably would be looking at right around a year's pay is what they'd or potentially more depending on, on her age and a couple other factors. So yeah. the options are she can leave and get her year's pay, or if she really wants to continue working, she can apply for, for the job, and if she gets it, she gets it. But those are her choices, and uh, as long as it's one of those things, it is a legal situation within uh, that context. It's interesting that, to me, it makes lo- logical sense that she gets her severance first, and then if she's had to go through the application anyway, then she can do exactly the same thing. She can actually apply and then get the job or not, rather than forego the, um, uh, the severance and then just go for the job and see what's going to happen. Depending on the connection between the, the two employers, the two companies, it actually may be that that's the case. If it's really more of a sale of a business, if one company is buying the other technically, then uh, it doesn't work that way. If she works for another other company, they inherit her seniority, but she, she doesn't get severance. If they're completely unrelated companies, you're right. She should be getting her severance first, irrespective of whether she applies. So that's why this depends on the relationship and the connection right. between the two companies. She can certainly, Hutan, feel free to give me a call. Let me find out more about, about her job or her compensation, but what's actually happening with these two different employers. And on that basis, I can give her an exact and specific answer as to whether she gets severance, how much severance does she have to apply, what happens if she wants severance and to apply. But I really need to know the connection between the two companies. That number to use, 416-216-5900. Get down to our last few minutes here. We'll get into the uh, severance pay calculator. Severancepaycalculator.com, John. Uh, the tool that we use, that everyone should use to find out how much severance you're owed. We've already gone through this analysis several times with our callers today. You've heard me ask them, tell me how long you've worked, what kind of a job, how old are you? And the reason I'm asking those questions is not out of uh, sheer curiosity. It's because those are the factors that go into assessing how much severance someone should get. And I've created a tool that allows anyone to get that information at home uh, in their own uh, private uh, residence. So it's severancepaycalculator.com. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. It's going to tell you how much severance you're owed. Maybe you lost your job. You want to know if it's fair. Maybe you've even accepted it, but you, you know, you've always wondered severancepaycalculator.com and if you know someone your friend your neighbor your mother-in-law in in northern Ontario and she's lost her job Mm -hmm. tell her her to go to severancepaycalculator.com you didn't get your uh, question asked or answered tonight go to terminationquestions.com as well chances are there's a drop down menu it could be there as well in the meantime until next time the number is 416-216-5900 to get a hold of Lior directly and the email Lior L-I-O-R at employmenthour.com this has been the Employment Hour on Talk Radio AM 640